time to take the next step with Looney Libis. This week, let's take a step back from business planning and talk about corporate law and specifically, what is a corporation? All right, to do that, we have to go back to one of my favorite topics, which is breaking assumptions. Most people think that corporations have been around forever, and they don't even think about how long forever is. They just assume that the world has always had corporations. And and you know what? It's not true. Corporations, the way we use them now, they're maybe 300 years old. They come from the age of colonialization. We know what the first corporation was. The first modern corporation was allowed to exist by the king of the Netherlands, and it was uh, in English called the Dutch East India Company. And the second company ever to exist was the British East India Company, which was allowed by the crown of England, right, by the king of England. That, that's where they come from. They come from this idea of sending out traders, sending out fleets of ships to go and basically plunder the world and bring back the riches and share the wealth with the shareholders. And then fast forward another hundred years. That's kind of what they were for the first hundred years. And then the Industrial Revolution came along. And corporations became one way to structure the ownership of factories and railroads and, and big projects. And then fast forward a bit more, we get to the, to the early 20th century, and we finally get the corporations like we're used to today. We get the public stock markets and the private companies and all the wrappers that we're used to today, which we kind of just assume have been around forever, which, which again, haven't. So what are these wrappers? And what makes a corporation a corporation? Well, it's actually sitting there in the law. There's a bunch of laws and regulations that define what a corporation is, and those laws vary from place to place. So most of these laws, you can go back to England and Netherlands and actually go back to Napoleonic France. That's where the core set of laws comes from. And then as they move forward in time, every country and here in the United States, every state decides what the specific rules are for right now. So that's kind of a specific piece. Let's, let's jump in right there, which is I'm an American, uh, and so I do business in the United States of America. I actually do business around the world, but my companies are based in the United States and America. And strangely enough, there is no such thing as a United States corporation. Instead, we leave it up to each of the states, set their own rules for what is a corporation and how it works within the state. So I run, uh, I run a whole pile of companies. Um, the main one is Fledge, my business accelerator, and it's incorporated in the state of Delaware. And most, about half of the public companies in the, in the country, if not more, are incorporated in the state of Delaware. And that's another quirk of history on why that's true. But it, the government has, um, has decided that it's going to have a large amount of its income based on companies and has structured the laws to make it really nice to do, to do business there. My other companies are incorporated out here in the state of Washington because I live out here in the state of Washington and it's a little cheaper to do business out here. And, and in a lot of cases, it doesn't make any difference whatsoever what state you're incorporated in. So I incorporated a bunch of companies out here in the state of Washington. And if I lived in another state, I might incorporate there or, or I may not like those laws and I may pick another state whatsoever. Right? It, it doesn't actually matter in the United States which state you're incorporated in. Once you're incorporated in one state, all the other states have to, have to treat you like a corporation. Now, how this works specifically in your country, if you're not American, you're going to have to find out for yourself, right? I know a little bit about corporate law in, in a bunch of other countries. If you know that your country used to be part of Britain, 
then it's going to work a whole lot like it does here in the United States and in Britain and in Australia and in Canada and so forth, because those are all based around common law. And I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk about common law some other time. And if you are in continental Europe or a uh, con- country that was a colony of continental Europe, it's going to work slightly differently. Anyway, stepping back, what does it mean to be a corporation? All right, so, so enough about the assumptions and, and whatnot. What does it mean to be a corporation? Well, a corporation is a group of people where, strangely enough, a group can be one, but it's a group of people that make an agreement with the government to form together in order to do business. And so what the people are agreeing to is that they want to work together. And what the government is agreeing to is something special. The government is agreeing that these people are not acting as individuals, that they're acting as a group. And that when they make a mistake, mistakes happen. And when they make a mistake, the group can be punished as a group, right, as a corporation. But individually, they cannot be punished. Right? We call that limited liability. And this is, this is actually the really important invention from 300 years ago that made corporations what they are today. So I'm going to repeat this again and explain it in a few different ways. So think of it this way. Okay, Originally, those companies were out to go plunder the, plunder the world. And the shareholders, the people who were sitting at home, not on the boats, but sitting at home owning the company, were not held liable for any damage done by those people that are out on the boats. Right? And that's where it comes from. So I wanted, if I wanted to invest in this, in this journey to, let's say, go pick up some tea or go pick up some spices or, or go pick up some silk, and the people on the boats, right, the sailors, we can think of them as the pirates that decided not to be pirates. They decided to be paid for what they do. Well, they went off to the other side of the world and somehow acquired tea and spices and so forth. And I have no control over how they did that if I'm sitting at home in London. All right, so I don't want to be held liable if they hurt someone over there. I don't want to be held liable if they decide to be pirates on the way back. But I do want to earn a bit of the, uh, of the profits if they make it back and they didn't hurt too many people and so forth. And so that's what the government is promising. Limited liability to the investors of the company. And the investors are part of that group. Uh, in exchange for basically signing the agreement, saying that they'll try and do their best. And if you go forward 300 years to where we are now, that's basically the deal. When you incorporate a company, you're basically just saying, here's the agreement between us, the group of people, and you're telling the government you want to exist, and you pay a small fee to do that. And in return, they're giving you the right to act as a group. And as long as that group doesn't purposefully go out to harm anyone, those individuals are not going to be sent to jail for whatever the group itself does. That is a corporation. And this this idea of limited liability is why you need to go and create a company as soon as you have customers, right? Because as soon as you have customers, you have the potential of hurting those customers. And if you're doing business just as an individual with those other individuals, and you do hurt them, well, they can sue you, right? Suing is just going through the courts trying to get reparations for being hurt, Right? And when they sue you as an individual, they can take everything you have. They can take all the assets you have. They can take your house from you. They can take your car from you. They can sue you for all of your net worth. Well, with limited liability, when they sue your company, all they can get is whatever the company owns. 
right? Again, as, as long as you personally did not decide that the company was going to go hurt someone, then when they sue the company, all they can get is whatever the company owns, not what the owners of the company own, right? That's called the corporate veil. They can't cross the corporate veil. And so this idea of limited liability is the, is the important piece on why we form companies as soon as we have customers. And so this is a really nice thing to have if you're an entrepreneur and you're, and you're trying to protect your, your, your own assets. But it's also really important because, you know what, that mistake, that might have not been your mistake. Maybe the harm was done not by you and what you put in the product. Maybe it was something your partner did. And so this limited liability helps protect you against your partners, right? So when they make a mistake, you can't lose everything you own. And the same thing's true for your investors, right? So your investors who are providing the money to make your company happen, well, they don't want to lose their house and their money, right? Just because you made a mistake. And so this limited liability protects them as well. And that is really the fundamental piece of why we form a corporation. And next week, We'll walk through the steps on how you do that. Until then.